Every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And it all has to do with you. Thanks for tuning in. It's Rosie on the house. Your weekend wake-up tradition. Inspired, pro-viral, gonna make this garden grow. That's what we're going to be shooting for this hour. What do you have to do to make your garden grow now? Woo, baby, I got a new diet. Welcome to Rosie on the House. Guaranteed to lose weight. I told Jennifer we can only eat what comes out of our garden. So me and her and her mom had to share one okra for the whole week. I'm telling you, John Jay, the weight is falling off. It would do that. I, and I got, and I tell you what, we're looking at that one eggplant that's about the size of an orange right now, and we're almost fighting over it. We, just, come on, baby. Just like that, like uh, that old cartoon, Tom and Jerry, or whatever, they're cutting up one little bean. <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly what it is. Oh, mercy. Welcome, y'all, to my house. It's Rosie on the house here with John J. Harper. We're going to be talking about the outdoor living segment hour this hour. If you have a question about your garden, give us a ring at one 767 4348 We'll do everything we can to to help you along any way that we can. I've taken my old bull uh, cattle uh, skull, yeah. and I've hung it back in my garden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it kind of depicts what it, it did. That man, baby. The uh, boneyard. We are, we are watering it out of pure sympathy for the couple little plants that are trying to do something. But, man, it's brutal right now. You're at Rosie on the House, and I got one thing to promise to you. Between now and 11 o'clock, you are going to be COVID-free. You are going to be political-free. You are going to be campaign-free. You're going to be protest-free. And the only thing contagious at Rosie on the House are smiles and courage. So come on in and grab a seat. So, John Jay, what in the world could we possibly be doing? All I'm doing in my yard right now is watering and mowing. Watering and mowing. And my lawn looks good, but my garden looks really bad. Well, this is great weather for Bermuda grass, that's for sure. It's and happy. It, yeah, as long as it gets enough water. And usually by now we've kind of got a bunch of humidity and the dew Gosh. points way up and a rain or two. And it it doesn't even need as much water, but it's it's dry. Um as far as the garden goes, it's a great time to to uh, think. <laughs> how about how about how about pray? You make, well, turn, well, turn it into a prayer garden. <laughs> that that's our that'd be a good thing to do too. Right now, are you but, thinking like four months in advance? Think. <laughs> well, what you're doing right now is you're you're. Um, I would be doing, and 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 let me tell you what the farmers are doing. The, the professionals right now. In, in Yuma, which will here soon be our produce capital of the of the whole United States for the winter, is they are, you know, they're tilling, they're they're you know they're weeding, they're uh, tilling in compost, they're starting to form uh, or what they call list up, form up their rows and their furrows and their beds. And they're starting to apply a little fertilizer, and here in the next week or two, they'll be sowing seeds, and they direct seed into the ground, which, you know, on the scale they're doing things is obviously how they're doing it. But so they're planning. So I guess that's what I meant by okay. it's time to plan. What am I going to plant? You know, does it 
you know, maybe it's time you, you need to get out there and, you know, get some weeds pulled and, uh, you know, get it ready, start start turning it over with a shovel. Do a li- You've got some time. Do a little at a time. If it, it's it's hot and nasty, you don't have to get out there and do the whole thing. You've got, you got a month, really, basically, for a home gardener before you need to get too serious about planting any plants in the ground. So take the next 30 days and get the weeds out, get the soil turned over, start getting some compost worked into the soil so that here in in 30 days or so, you can go out there. And I tell people, you you, you need to be able to take a, a, a transplant, a little transplant of cabbage or broccoli or cauliflower, whatever it is you're going to plant, and take your hand and dig the hole for it. You shouldn't need a spade or a little shovel. It ought to be loose and rich and dark and just scoop out with your hand and stick it in. So that's what I'd be doing. And and planning. What do we want to plant? People always ask, what, what can, well, there are certain things that it's time to plant, but that doesn't mean you should plant them. Do you like Brussels sprouts? Then don't plant them if you don't <laughs> like them. I love them. Yeah. Um, I, I probably wouldn't try and grow them. I think, you know, they're they're one of those things I think is a little hard to grow. But if you love spinach, plant lots of spinach. You know, and plant plant a little now, plant a little couple, three weeks after that, plant a little, you know, and, and have some coming on all the time. If you like onions, you can do onions. But, you know, you're going to have, everybody's got limited space, so plant what you are going to eat. Well, now let me ask you this. Do you have to do all this planting on site? I no, you th- could do it from the White Mountains. I think this is a great time yeah. to do all. Take a couple pictures of yeah. your yard. Oh, no, draw, yeah. draw out a little map. Absolutely. And, and get out if of Dodge. A smart person <laughs> would be doing it from the beach on San Diego or from the the, the White Mountains or you know uh, Christopher Creek. So now absolutely. I know I know y'all have a little family uh, retreat in the hills. Uh, mm-hmm. are, are your neighbors present more this summer than they it's have been? Very busy. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, there are there are people that have that are uh that can work from home that are that are living there, uh, you know, and can, working from there. Why not? Why not? Yeah, absolutely. I, I had to take my three dogs and just go hike the White Mountains for 3 days. Um it's one of my favorite little summer events to do. I went to places I usually have completely to myself. So I don't have to worry about the dogs running into somebody else's camp with yeah. another dog. and yeah. um, It was every place I went was like an RV campground. Yeah. It was yeah. wall to I didn't know there were that many RVs in Arizona. <laughs> there are apparently a lot more now than there used to be. And, and people dusted off the ones that they had that they hadn't used in a while and they're getting used. Uh, I uh, talked to the director of Tonto National Forest just this week. And he says the force usage is absolutely off the chart. My guys are busy 24 hours a day, seven days a week, tending to something. Well, and unfortunately, there's a lot of people that don't normally camp that are now out camping. And let's just say the camping etiquette has slipped a little bit. Yeah. As far as if you're going camping, you know, there, they, there is not uh, – let's just say – there is not concierge garbage service in the forest. You 
you have to bring it home with you. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. Whatever you take comes back home. Now, it doesn't. Yeah, I saw some in very nice. It was all in garbage bags and tied up and, and in a little pile there right on the edge of the road. I'm like, oh, I wonder who they wonder think. who they think's going to haul that off. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's talk this hour about uh, the, the, this issue of Arizona Highways Magazine is called Escape. Yeah. The 25 places the editors of Arizona Highways all aspire to go to as soon as the quarantine is lifted. So I don't know. Um, they, they list some pretty nice spots there, but you're third generation Arizona, and I know you've been all over the state. We've got my son-in-law in studio this morning taking Romy's place while he's on a little road trip, Bruce Stumbo. Bruce, you've been camping and outdooring Arizona your whole life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been, uh, I'm, I'd have to call my mom and ask, but I'm fourth or fifth generation Arizonan as well on one side. So, well, uh, yeah, we were, we were just up near Whitehorse Lake uh, just a weekend or so ago, and, yeah, it was a zoo. Oh, God. You're the only guy I know that ever grew up at Planet Ranch. <laughs> there, there's not very many of us that did. Wow. Yeah. You could probably go there and have it to yourself right now. You could. I think uh, the, mining com- the company that bought it may not let you on. But Yeah. Well, if you wanted to be hotter than Phoenix, you could go there. Golly, <laughs> you, could, you could get in the Bill Williams River there at least. Well, at least you could crawl in and sit on, uh-huh. the, sit on the bottom. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So if you have a place that you're pining to get out to in Arizona, give us a call and let's talk our way through it. one 767 If you want to ask a question about landscape, vegetation, or your garden, this is the hour to do it. John Jay's with us all hour. I got something I want to do, baby. Say what? Arizona Snowball has a brand new lift opening. Oh, wow. A gondola high-speed Agassiz lift. Nice. They're doing season tickets through the end of this month. Oh, really? For 60% off. Wow. And if you name your dates, like I'm a ski only Mondays and Wednesdays, all season long, Mm -hmm. the season ticket is like $179. Oh, wow. So if you go three times, you paid for it. Yeah. Wow. That's so, can you just go take a ride? I don't know if they're open for summer rides. Okay. The, the lift's not open yet. Oh, it's under construction. Yeah, it's still right under now. construction. Mm-hmm. It's under construction right now. But the Arizona Snow Bowl is absolutely one place I'm going to plan on getting every chance I get this winter. Hopefully, and Jennifer says we're not going to have an El Nino or El Nino. It's going to be a dry El Nino from what she's seen. So, no monsoon, maybe not much snow, but they've got the snow making machine. So, Mm, God, hurtful, hurtful. You're depressing me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, at least, you know, that'd be one cool place, though, if they are doing regular lift rides. If if you haven't done that and taken a, even if you don't ski in the summertime, if you take a lift oh. up to, uh, well, it's quite a view. Yeah, it's quite a view. And it'll be cool, I promise it, you. It'll be cool, very cool. You know, the other thing that's kind of of interest is biosphere. Have you ever been down to biosphere? Not in it, no. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't until just this year. Uh, we took a couple grandsons. But they are phase one reopening right now, and they're doing night tours in your car where you are narrated by a guide, uh, and it's $20 per car. So for those of you down in southern Arizona for looking for something to do, a night tour of Biosphere 2, 
might be a great way to get everybody outside. And that's high enough elevation at night in the evening. Yeah. It would be pleasant there. Yeah. So we want to talk about Bruce's favorite places to get away in Arizona, John Jay's favorite places to get away in Arizona. We'll bring Jennifer into the conversation. Gary, uh, Gary D., our broadcast engineer, is a big hiker. He's hiked a lot of Arizona. We'll all participate in the conversation, and you can too by dialing one 767 When the auto attendant answers, just press 1, and that'll put you directly into our call screening booth and sweet Jennifer's Waiting for your call. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air. Oh, yeah. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Woohoo! I got two guys in studio this morning that have been everywhere in Arizona. I doubt between the three of us, anyone could name a place that one of us haven't been at one time or another. Uh, that would probably be hard to do. Yeah, that would be hard to do. They, oh, wait, late breaking news. John G., someone has a plant question. Someone oh, has boy. something alive in Peoria. <laughs> well, it, it may be a question. They may not. It may not be alive. That might be the question. Late breaking news. Before we go to favorite getaway spots in Arizona, let's take maybe the only plant question we get this summer. Debbie from Peoria, good morning. Good morning. What have you got? How are you? I am very well. Well, I started out with big pa- big holes, patches. So then we did some aerating, planted some more seed, did fertilizing. Then they said we weren't doing enough water. Then we said they said we're doing too much water, that I had a fungus. And it's just dry and looks horrible, and we don't even know what to do anymore. <laughs> are, are you trying to resurrect a lawn or start a lawn from a dirt plot? No, just the normal lawn. We've had it for twenty years. Okay, and you're just trying to fill. You're just trying to thicken it up, fill in some places that don't have grass. Yeah, there's some big holes. There's big hole patches, and then now because they said said not watered as much, we did put a fungicide on. Well, it's hard. It's really hard to have fungus here when it's 115 (laughs) degrees and you know seven or eight, nine, ten percent humidity. I don't know that you have, but you'd have to really water it a lot. Uh, I just planted a couple, three pounds of Bermuda grass seed for my mom the other day, and it was up in two or three days. It's so warm. I mean, it it ought to be really easy. Yeah, but easy you to, got the magic touch. You got what that. was that? Was that a wrist flinging thing or a or a that was broadcaster? no, that was just a yeah. It's so small. It was <laughs> feed the chickens. I call it. It was just out there shaking it out, but. Do, did you put some organic material, some mulch or compost on those bare spots? Yes, and we planted more okay. grass seed, and nothing came up. And we put mulch over top of it. How thick and did so, you put the? How thick did you put the mulch over the top of it? Not too thick. Okay, I I would just take. You've got mulch there now. You don't need any more mulch. I would I would just go out and get some fresh seed, and make sure you're buying good quality Bermuda grass seed and I would put it on there and you put it on pretty thick you know Bermuda grass is about three pounds per thousand square feet is the recommended rate so you know uh, a pound per 300 square it's a little tiny seed even if it's coated it's pretty small right I would just kind of scatter it out there I like the coated seed because it's colored 
and you can see it better where it goes. And then put it, put it on pretty thick, and then I would take a broom, a light broom, and I would just kind of broom it into that mulch that's already there. Just, just lightly broom it in or, or a fine rake and kind of rake it into that mulch. You don't need any more mulch probably. And then keep it moist. So the best way to, to do that is to water multiple times a day, but you don't need to do it for very long. You just need to, you just need to have it moist. You don't want sopping wet or standing water, and you don't want to let it get dry. So you, you may have to, if you've got an irrigation system, you can set it for three, four, five times a day for maybe two, three minutes, four minutes, maybe up to like five minutes at a time. And, and concentrate your waterings in the hottest part of the day. You know, it's cool enough in the morning. That should stay fairly moist. Maybe if you want to give it one shot about 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning and then do a bunch of them, maybe an hour or two apart right in the hot part of the day. You just don't want it to dry out. And then you don't need to run them at all at night. I, I so can't, I can't believe that. we try to get the Bermuda growing before we do the rye. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's up to you. Now, that's another. <laughs> that's another. If you want to get me on my soapbox. Yeah, here we go. Wait, I'll go get it out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have long been an advocate that if we wanted to save water and not plant lawns, that we let our summer lawns die, basically, water them enough to have a semblance of a lawn if you want. And have a really nice winter grass lawn. <laughs> there you go. But that here's what I will tell you: if if you're just now planting a summer lawn, now if it's just patches, that's fine. But I'm a big advocate. If you're going to plant a summer lawn and you're just putting it in now, I would forego the winter grass the first winter. The, the Bermuda just won't be mature enough that's to right. cut it back down and all that. That's right. Now, Debbie, I'm going to give you a tip. I'm going to give you a phone number. Call four eight zero. Nine four one, nine four seven one. The man's name is Ray Lopez. He runs Scottsdale Weed Control, but it's also Scottsdale Weed Control and Fertilization. He has my lawn looking better than it's ever looked in the thirty years I've lived in my house. Have Ray come out and do a visual and affirm what John Jay's tried to tell you verbally over the phone. Ray Lopez, Scottsdale Weed Control and Fertilizer. He's got some magic juice. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Here we are back at my house. Rosie on the house. You can join the conversation by dialing 1-888-767-4348. An easy way to remember that is 1-888-ROSIE4. You. And Jennifer, you've been taking a lot of calls. Those phones have been ringing. Well, you know, this is supposed to be uh, your happy place, but somehow this morning I've got two two very angry callers. Well, did you leave them happy? Well, I just told them I'd pass it off to you. <laughs> How's that? Why do so, we always get in these situations when Romy's not here? I don't know. But uh, Landscaper from Tucson, Pinal yes. County, yes. mad that y'all are talking about Bermuda grass and watering when... The drought and lack of water. and John Jay, didn't you tell her to let it die? I did. 
I said, if you want to get me on my soapbox, let the summer lawn die. <laughs> Quit worrying about it and plant a winter lawn. So I, he wasn't listening. We were just answering so, a question. Uh, I mean, you know, they want to talk about Bermuda grass. You know, we talk about it. Okay. Uh, Pima County landscaper, mad at Rosie. Score one. <laughs> what else? Well, the second one was somebody from Flagstaff up by Whitehorse Lake, which I guess is west of, right? Yeah. Uh, he called and said, Jennifer, it's 90 degrees up here. Tell everybody to stay home. <laughs> you know, they were all under heat warnings yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. 107 or something up, up high. But uh, this was intended to be a bucket list, kind of in tune with what Arizona Highway said about where will you go when things are open. That's right. Because there's a lot of places closed uh, due to fire, a lot of forests you can't get out in right now. I can't blame him. If, if I lived in Williams, I'd be building roadblocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be putting up barricades. I don't blame him one bit. What was his name? Roger. That was Roger. I bet the mayor of Williams has a different <laughs> uh, Just saying. Just know, saying. I, merchants and Williams are probably like, whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Well, I promised that, you know, Rosie on the house was the only thing contagious was smiles and courage. But I guess we got a few people riled up already. The landscaping in Tucson and a local resident in Flagstaff. Let's see. We've got another call from Flagstaff on hold. Let's see if we can bring John into the conversation. Oh, but we can't. Yes, we can. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. Good morning. Greetings from Flagstaff, where it's also going to be 90 degrees today. Yeah, that's warm in Flagstaff, isn't it? At 7,000 feet, Very hot degrees. up here. <laughs> yeah. Well, what can but we help you with you this all, morning? Well, everybody's welcome to come. Uh, J.R. Murray was just on our local radio the other day, and I've got some information about Snow Bowl for you. Oh, great. Okay. The Grand Canyon Express chairlift is open for uh, tourists. You know, take a ride up and back. They say you can't get off at the top. Okay. Uh, you, you must get your tickets online, though, ahead of time. Okay. And, yes, the other, the big chair up Agassiz is under construction, and they figure on having it open for the ski season, yes. if not for the, the leaf peepers that want to come up and see the leaves. And it will be a combination chairs and gondolas. So apparently they take them offline and put them online as they need them. Nice. Well, I saw the, on yeah. the webcam actual construction uh photos of the of the project and boy i always well, why why couldn't yeah. i get that job yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> Up on the hill. i don't know uh, yeah <laughs> well, anyhow oh the other thing is i was very happy to hear that you're not having good luck with your garden down there either yeah i picked I picked four green beans this morning, and that's about a bumper crop for a day's pick up here. You're going to be on the rosy diet. Yeah, that's right. Yes, for sure. Oh, well, John, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to call the show and share with us the update on the snowball. We were just saying we weren't sure if a summer ride was available or not. That's a great one-day jaunt. It is. There it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even if you can't get off on the top, it's still worth the ride. Bring your camera. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and binoculars. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. John, thanks okay. a bunch. Good luck on the garden, baby. Yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot. Would you Would you take four green beans over one okra? I would. Would you? 
Yeah, me too. Okra, okra's you, not my favorite. Oh, I thought you were a big okra. Oh, my fan. dad. My, oh, you know, your so dad. One of, so they went on vacation one summer, and our our whole job was to feed, make sure the horses and the, you know everybody got livestock, got fed and watered, and and the garden got tended to. Okay, that's well, fair. We tended to everything but the okra. I let that crap die. <laughs> Man, I'm not, I need. I need. There when, are, it, when it gets cold, I need to whip you up a good chicken okra gumbo. I will. It's okay in a gumbo or a soup, but just fried okra. You know, I'll I'll eat it, but it it's not. I, there's a lot of great vegetables. <laughs> yeah. I I even like it uh, uh, hot pickled in a hot vinegar. Okay. You know. Well. A lot of good things, hot pickles that are good. Yeah, amen, <laughs> absolutely. All right, John helped us a little bit with some information on Snowball and Flagstaff. Bruce, uh, as a fifth-generation Arizonan, what are are you going to – you don't have to give away any family secrets, but give away some of your favorite places to get out to. Well, I would say for camping – uh, Don't we, say White Horse Lake. We already got cheated. Oh out yeah, for that. no. It, uh, I wouldn't it, go to White Horse Lake. No, yeah, I, I, never. I, I would no. go to White Horse Lake. In the general <laughs> Williams area, we'll say that then. But uh, yeah, south of Williams, you know, out towards the uh, Sycamore Creek Wilderness, and that's it's just beautiful country up there. Um, I spent a lot of time over there over the years, going back to when I was a little kid. So that's that's one of my favorite places if you're just gonna get out in the forest and camp, um, and Another little area that's not as well known, perhaps, is down in south e- southeastern Arizona. Is the Portal area in the Chiricahuas? Um, just a beautiful little area. Go from high desert, come around the corner corner into Portal, and uh, there's cottonwoods and oak trees and water in the creek. Bird bird watching capital of oh, Arizona. Yeah. You, uh, my parents ended up down there. Partially because of that, and it's uh, it's just gorgeous up there, and you can get up get up into the Chiricahuas, and the temperature starts dropping, and it's and, beautiful. And we ought to say this as we're encouraging people to think about places to get out to. If the place you're going to is located on a national forest, pull that national mm-hmm. forest website up, and just verify, in fact, that it's open, because we have some pretty aggressive fire closures right now. So we may just be in the planning stages, but if you actually plan on getting out, get on, whatever. If you click on TontoNationalForest.com, the map comes up of the entire forest, and it's covered in red dots. And the red dots are all the places that are closed. Mm -hmm. So just do your research first. But Portal's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Sycamore Canyon, Mm -hmm. rugged. Yep. You can get by yourself down there. You can. <laughs> it's uh it's uh it's a little rough down there, but you know, you gotta be uh in good hiking shape and have your good shoes on and Sycamore Canyon is so tough. I mean at the Grand Canyon the trails are pretty easy. And so you get to the bottom and you think, Well, that was a nice little hike. Mm-hmm. It's and then you gotta turn and around. And you gotta come back up. Oh. Sycamore Canyon is so steep and rugged. It's hard going it, down. It is. it is. There's no uh And and harder coming up. Uh-huh. It doesn't lull you into a false sense of security like some of the canyon can. Oh so. man. John Jay, third generation Arizona. What what are some of y'all's family favorite little getaways? Well, we've been fortunate enough to have a we mentioned it earlier, a family place in in the Christopher Creek area. 
Sea Canyon of Christopher Creek is, I think, a little slice of heaven, and it's an hour and 48 minutes from my house. That's what's nice. And it's just hard to imagine, you know, that something like that can be that close. Um, and, uh, you know, having a place like that, we don't have to worry too much about crowds because there's only so many people that, you know, that have a place there that can go there. But um, uh, it's, a little, it's, it's pretty dear to my heart. Um, one of my favorite camping trips, though, as a, as a kid was my folks took us all to Big Lake. And so three boys— Mom and dad in a, you know, a probably an eight or ten foot cab over camper. There you go. And it rained every day. Uh, <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> and that cab over camper oh, got my mom. and smaller Yeah, my mom. I'm sure she's laughing right now thinking, oh, that was. For, them, for us, it was, you know, I mean, kid playing in the mud and catching, trying to trap, catch. My dad showed us how to make a. A trap for the little uh, chipmunks, you know, with a fishing line and a stick and a box, and you put sure. a cracker and, <laughs> you know, that was just heaven. Oh, uh, that was, so the, camping the White Mountains, you know, whether you're on the reservation or uh, off the reservation, I think is it's so unlike any other forest. It's wetter, yeah, um, you know, greener. It, you know, it's more Colorado esque. Mm-hmm. than probably anywhere else. So it has it, there's an allure to that. It's it's further to go and harder to get to, but there's that's some places in there. That's what makes it that's half that's the reason half it's the as reason. good as it is. And there's unfortunately a lot of places I like to go are on the reservation and you I, I don't think you can get on there and go now anyway. They so. pretty well have uh it shut down. Yeah. It's pretty well shut so down. There are some little places in the, you know, Pachita Lake and Tano Lake that are Back in there by old Maverick, which yeah. was old logging camp, it used to be the Arizona used to have the claim that we'd have the hottest place on the planet in the summertime, and Maverick sometimes was the coldest, coldest. place in the nation when there was a recording station there uh, as well. So Arizona, we've got another call on uh, landscape irrigation stuff. Let's see if we can get to Brian calling from Central Phoenix uh, and see if we can answer his question on. Uh, landscaping and then maybe try and find out maybe what some of his favorite places to go in arizona are brian good morning good morning thanks for having me you bet what's your landscape question my friend all right so uh i've tried researching this on the internet and i have no idea if anyone even can even understand what i'm talking about but i figured you guys are the experts so here we go we've got uh flood irrigation and it's uh it's basically bermuda and since we've had the property for the last couple of years, I've noticed these little white cap, I want to call them mushrooms, but they're definitely not mushrooms, but there's a couple dozen of them on this about eh, 40 by 60 um, uh, parcel area. And I thought they were mushrooms, but when you touch them, they poof, mm-hmm. disintegrate into black powder. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what that is. Is it harmful? Is it, uh, is there a way to remove it? Is it, um, you know, you know, is it is it bad for the grass? Bad for you to breathe? All that kind of stuff. Well, it's certainly a fungus of some type. It, I calling it a mushroom is not incorrect. They probably are technically a mushroom. Um, and there's, I don't know how many varieties of mushrooms. Whether they could be poisonous, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not I'm not a microbiologist, and I haven't taken 
classes on what, you know, gathering mushrooms. But that poof of black is, you know, are the spores spreading. So every time you do that, you potentially spread um, that. So the best way to remove those, once you have the the adult, you know, the mature stage of that, the, is to get, a you know, like a garbage bag and carefully take those and put them right into a garbage bag without disrupting them. Um, then we, we deal with the, the conditions uh, that are causing it to grow there. So you, you very well might have an, what was an old tree that was decomposing under the ground. But, you know, mushrooms or fungus like warm, moist, wet, dark places. So try and dry it out would probably be your best bet. Use some soil sulfur if you have to, a fungicide. But usually by drying it out, maybe cutting the grass a little shorter. Get some air and some light down into that ground. And I know you got flood irrigation. You have to take it when it's available to take it. But uh, if, you can, if you can maybe reduce some of the canopy of the grass, might might allow that space to dry out a little bit. Maybe get some sulfur, which is a natural fungicide, might, might take care of it. But be very careful handling it as you don't just want to spread that any more than, than it's already spreading. The mushroom itself. Yes. Okay, yeah. very good. John Jay, appreciate that. Brian, I hope that helps. Let's take a short break. We'll be back to Rosie on the House very quickly. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. Oh! On the road again. I love that song. John, in your new role at Farms Choice, you're on the road a lot. A lot. You're all over the state. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Where was your Where was your last road trip? Uh, last road trip was to well, actually, I made a delivery to a nursery in Star Valley and Payson, but uh, Yuma. I'll be going back to Yuma again probably Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in Yuma. Like, like you say, they're, they're getting everything yes, they are. ready. Yes, they are. Yeah, it's, uh, if you haven't ever, you know, a lot of people, to you, Yuma is just a way to, you know, you stop right, and right. go to the bathroom on <laughs> the way right. to San Diego. But if you, and we do that in the July or August, but go back to Yuma in November, December, January, February, and get off the beaten track and drive around a little while. See, it, you would be amazed at the, at the, productivity oh. and, and the agriculture and the produce and all the stuff it's just i think it's fascinating i'm just maybe i'm weird but now answer me this you were talking about a place you just <laughs> stop and go to the restroom and get a drink that was always christopher creek lodge for me until they built the bypass yeah i haven't taken the loop since the bypass really? is, is christopher creek lodge still oh, open yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I need yeah. to get back in there and get myself. A yeah. Piece the of old, the old coffee. landmark, the old Christopher Creek store and bar has been rebuilt. Okay. And and uh, it's a nice place to sit, and they have live music, and then the Creekside restaurant is there, and the little store, and it's it's actually once I think they got past the fact of having that traffic through there and losing some business. Oh. It's now probably nicer because you can get off. It's quiet, and you don't have to worry about pulling off a busy highway and okay. having a busy highway. But my next Creek trip, Lodge is in nice shape. It looks really good. People are taking good care of it. Next trip up, I'm going to pull off and have myself a piece of pie. There you go. What are our takeaways for this hour? Don't give up hope in the garden and the lawn, right? 
Well, you know, in back east when it's wintertime, which I think this is a great comparison, it's, it's the dead of winter here. You know, it's a, it's a bleak season for us. People get seed catalogs out, and they start thumbing through seed catalogs in the wintertime. And they look, and, and, they, and they, oh, and that look good? And let's try that, and that variety looks good. And it's a great little encouraging way to, you know, to, to look at the garden and kind of hope and dream and plan. It's a great time to do that. Go to the go to the beach. Go to White Horse Lake. <laughs> Take your seed catalog with you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Gonna get another phone call. Yeah. Oh man. You guys are here for another two hours. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, my 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 takeaway is don't give up hope because I'm uh, and and the biggest takeaway for this hour is listen, Arizona, and listen to me really close when I have to say this. You ought to get down and thank the good Lord that we have 115-degree weather. Because if we didn't, there'd be 20 million people here. Oh, yeah. We'd be Southern California. Who wants that? It'd be like this all the way to Southern California. It would. There would be no in-between. It drives me nuts, and I've had my fill of it this year. I tell you, it just it's hot. I get it. But. I do have a little grin inside my heart about, well, this is keeping a lot of people home, away, yep. and out yep. of and, my state. And I, I got to believe, I've never lived in the snow, but you don't have to put chains on your tires, and you don't have to shovel the sidewalk or the driveway. There's got to be a lot of, lot of things that the heat uh, is better than that. Another takeaway. If you're out there enjoying the great state of Arizona, clean your camp up. Leave no yeah. trace. Leave it better than you found it is what my, my dad always taught me as a kid. No matter where you camp in Arizona, you can always pick up one bag of somebody else's yep. trash. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little disheartening sometimes. And we've pulled into campsites and just been trashed. And, I, and, I and sp- it, I'll spend the first few hours cleaning up because I, I don't want to camp in that stuff. It is the prime reason why they put permits during the mm-hmm. summer at Fossil Creek Wilderness. Yeah. Because right. I've seen it firsthand, yeah. and I'm like, why are people putting diapers in this? Ugh. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, I have gotten in the habit of actually writing down license plates hmm. for people that are camped in and around wherever I am. And if they've left it a mess. I call the Forest Service, and I give them the license plate number. Hmm. Be careful camping by Rosie. <laughs> That's right. I, I clean won't, up your mess. Pack it in, I, pack it out. I, I, pack I tried to out. approach a couple guys leaving a dirty site, and I'm never going to do that well, again. Yeah, no, probably not a good but, idea. But I am going to call the Forest Service and turn in license plate numbers, I'll tell you. There you go. When we get back, we're going to be talking about convertible space inside your house. Right here at Rosie on the house.